worship the Lord again and appreciate him for his steadfast love that has not ceased. Upon the children of men, oh, the psalmist will say, Who am I that the Lord regards me so much? From what family have I come? But the Lord has bestowed abundant love unto me. Just appreciate this God. Just appreciate this God. Just imagine that you have a paper and you are asked to write down the things that the Lord has done for you this year. How much paper would you have to use? How will you remember? Appreciate the Lord. Father, we thank you. For your steadfast love that is ever constant. That has not ceased and will never cease. Oh Lord, men, creatures, animals. Oh, Father, we come to an end. But you are everlasting. You remain the same from everlasting to everlasting. Therefore, whether we have traveled in December or we will travel in January. Father, it does not matter because you are alive. Thank you, Lord, even for Jesus whom you sent to bear our burdens. Lord, we are grateful to you. We cannot number your mercies towards us. We cannot recount them. Father, we are grateful. Thank you, Father, because of all that you have done. Thank you for this country, Nigeria. Thank you for your church. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the honor. Receive our thanks this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Hallelujah. I want to congratulate us for, I mean, coming into the last month of the year. It is not by our making, however, it is the making of the Lord. Many desired to see this day, this minute, this moment, but we are not opportuned to. And so we give God all the praise and all the honor in the name of Jesus. I want to once again wish us a Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas. I didn't say Merry Xmas. I didn't say Happy Holiday. I am specific in saying that I wish you a Merry Christmas. So that the reason for the season will not be be lost while we marry and we celebrate. Hallelujah. Today's topic says the overcomer's testimony. You know, when I looked at this topic, I had been looking at it for quite some time and I had been wondering. I was thinking initially that, you know, Brobolu came last Sunday and he, he spoke and when he was speaking, I was thinking that ah, that was that looks like what I was supposed to talk about. I mean, that when we overcome, then eventually we are going to uh, receive the crown. You should hold on till the end so that you will overcome. I mean, that was what his message centered around. As so I began to ask God, is it that you want a repeat of this message? Or is there really something else that you want to talk to us about? And the Lord reminded me that today is a day of thanksgiving. And that I should not forget that it is a day of thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. And so I began to channel my heart once again. And I understood exactly what the Lord wants us to talk about this morning. 
You know, I just want to say this very briefly and quickly. I want to thank our venerable. Each year, he, he, I mean, the, the Lord gives him the theme for the year. And I had a confession to make. I'm one of those who, when I see some of these things, I say to myself, ah, ah, this one, how will we talk about this for a whole year? But time and time again, the Lord has proven himself faithful. Before you do it, it is so full and so rich. And you'll be amazed at what God will do with that topic. Since January, we have been pressing towards the mark. And I tell you the truth. If we were yet to still hold on to this thing till next year, there will still be so much to talk about. And so I give God praise. And it is with that confidence that I go into next year. I'm sure you do too. That the theme for next year will yet be powerful. Will yet uplift us. Will yet revive us again. In the name of Jesus. And amen. So, you know, the overcomer's testimony, if you look at that very carefully, you will realize that it is not really about the overcomer. It is about the testimony. It is talking about the testimony. I don't know how the English people say it again, object and subject, but the key thing there is the testimony. But this testimony belongs to, is the testimony of the overcomer. Praise the Lord. And we have heard, I mean, a lot of testimonies this morning. While I was there, many more began to come. Unfortunately, we are not able to because of time. You know, sometimes we we take our time and before you know it, they will tell you there's no. But never mind. There's always an opportunity to testify in the house of God. There is the midweek fellowship. Praise the Lord. So testimonies, as have come forth this morning, have shown us, have revealed to us, the mighty works of our God. Testimonies are very important. Because sometimes you might think that But by the time you hear that of brethren, you begin to realize that indeed God is doing some work in his house. Many Christians make the mistake of thinking that miracles, for example, don't happen again. You know why? It is because when they happen, even the people of God will say, I was lucky. And it amazes me. What is luck? I mean, I want to refer to luck. It is from the spirit realm that whatever comes to you, comes to you. Praise the Lord. A friend of mine came out from the office and he started his car. The car refused to start because he had left his headlights on for a long time. And so I told him, well, I said, let's pray, let's pray, it will start. He said it will never start. That he, this thing, once it happens, it will not. So I just laid hands on the car and we prayed. He turned the key and he started. And he said, ah, I am lucky today. I said, you see, that is the problem. But thank God for these testimonies we have heard. The people who testified have shown us, have indicated that they know that these mercies have come from God. Interestingly, the world uses testimonies. Otherwise, what are adverts? Somebody puts up a billboard and says, I have done it, come and taste this. 
I have eaten there. Go and eat there. This doctor is good. Go to his own. Are they not testimonies? So the people of the world use these testimonies. And sometimes, unfortunately, when they use the testimonies, they boast about it. They boast with it. But I want to tell us that giving testimonies is the only time that scripture permits us to boast. But the difference is that when we boast, we boast in the Lord. I mean, Paul said it. We have to boast. But we don't boast like the people of the world. When we boast, our boasting has to lean on the Lord who showeth mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People of God, we do not need to shy away from testimonies. Sometimes I wonder why we, 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 I mean, we drag our feet when it is time to testify. Is it that we don't remember the things God has done? I want to challenge us this year to keep a book. Or maybe to keep a board. Because a book won't contain. Even a board will not. But just make an attempt to keep something. Each day, just write. I traveled to UNTH where I work. Because it's a journey. And the Lord brought me back safely. If you think it is not a journey. <laughs> uh, from here to Holy Ghost. People have lost their lives. People have lost their lives. Just begin to number it. No wonder the songwriter says, Hallelujah. But you see, even schools, you know, schools give testimonies. What is it that they give to us when we are leaving school? Is it not testimonial? The testimonial that your school gives to you is a testimony. They are giving testimony on your behalf. That this man, yes, despite all the challenges that were in the school, that were prevalent, despite the tight lecture schedules, despite the cult boys that were in the school, despite the distractions from the people of the world, this man was found faithful. That's the testimony that the school gives about us. So where we are going to take our text from this morning, or where we are taking our text from this morning, Paul was actually giving a testimonial of Jesus Christ. And you know, when they give you a testimonial, what is the essence? It is for you to use it to go and look for work, or to go and look for something, or to go and, you know, it's like a recommendation. So when Paul gives us this testimonial of Jesus Christ, he says to us, go and preach the word. Go and show them this testimonial. Tell them that once I was blind, but now I can see. Tell them that once I was a sinner, now he has delivered me. Tell them that once I was bound in chains, now I am free. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But unfortunately, many of us want to wait. We want to really wait. 
until we see every of the testimony life and direct. Before we begin to testify and begin to thank God. We want to be like that servant on whose arm the king leans. He says it is not possible. It is not possible for food to suddenly come. It's not possible for Nigeria to suddenly have peace. It's not possible. It's not possible for food price to come down. It's not possible. Until I see it, I will not believe it. It's just not possible. How will the Lord do it? How will he suddenly open the windows? Meanwhile, in Genesis, Scripture says that God opened the windows of heaven and from there rain came down. But the man didn't know that God was not going to begin to build windows. Look, if God wants to bless you, when God wants to bless you, the things that he does for us, it's not like he's going to go and begin to prepare to do it. He just gives the word. Look at our mommy's testimony. Moto, take it. And she went to the bank. Whether she went to the bank to borrow money or she went to the bank to... She went there and they told her, Ah, but you actually have some money here. You have some money. God does not need special preparations when he wants to bless us. And so we ought to always and consistently testify of this goodness. Some of us are also like Thomas. Okay, we can, but we want to touch. If I do not touch, I will not. And even when other people begin to testify, oh, see what the Lord has done for me. See what God has done for me. Some of us begin to criticize them. Won't you wait until you see it? What if you now testify and it doesn't come again? You want to testify that God has given you a baby. And they'll be asking you, ah, where, where is the baby? Where is the baby? You say he has spoken. He will never fail. And they will tell you, you will embarrass yourself. You know, I, 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 I have a friend who, for many years, he didn't have a child. Well, I don't know right now because we lost touch. But I went to him one day. I said, why don't you just go and begin to thank God? And begin to talk to other people who have this need and tell them that the Lord has provided already. It was a very difficult task for him. How can I go? I'm looking for a child. Don't worry, it is well. Well, I have not looked for a child before. So some of you might say, uh, Does he really understand how he pinches and how it pains? How, how can he expect me to come and testify? But the steadfast love of the Lord does what? Never ceases. You know, just imagine that you, you are a father. Your child comes to you. You haven't paid his school fees. Ah, daddy, thank you very much, sir. (laughs) For school fees, I have all of You you have no choice. You must pay that school fees. And when he says, thank you for the school fees, you will first of all be, you say, okay, okay, I accept your thank you. How much more, God, when you come to him, in thanksgiving, even for the things that you have not seen, even for the things you have not touched. You know, Paul, we are going to read there now. Just imagine Paul was saying that uh, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, but what is now remaining for me is the crown of righteousness. Did he see it? If he was giving that testimony to Unbelievers, you know what they will tell him? <laughs> you have just wasted your time. Where is the crown? Where is the crown? Where is the crown? 
That's what they will say. And that's what they keep saying. And if you are chicken-hearted, you will say, okay, let me forget to until I see it before I give the test. And God will just take it back and say, okay, well. Scripture says that they who must come to God must first of all believe what? That he exists. And that he is a rewarder of they that does what? Diligently seek him. I don't know how you are seeking the Lord. Maybe haphazardly or seriously. But let's look at Paul's testimony. You know, like I said, looking at this topic, you will think that Paul was, that it was just all about Paul's valedictory speech. Oh, I am going. I am going. Baba, I know. No. It's much more than that. That's what the Holy Spirit made me to realize. It was a testimony of the Lord Jesus. Let's look at it. 2 Timothy chapter 4, from verses 6 to 8. If you find it, please just read. Okay, you can read. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Hallelujah. Please sit down. Let's take it again, just bit by bit. Paul says, for I am already being. In other words, it was an action that that, that was continuous. It was in the present. I am already being poured out. I am having challenges at this point in time. It is not particularly easy for me at this point in time. I am being poured out as a drink. Interestingly, everybody is poured out one way or the other. As time is passing, our lives are being poured out. And so Paul recognizes that. He says, I am already being poured out as a drink. And Paul is saying, poured out because it was a continuous thing. You know when you're pouring drink, it it keeps dropping. But he didn't stop at being poured out as a drink. He said, as a drink, what? Offering. So I am being poured out in the service of the Lord. I am being poured out for your sake, that you might also believe. I am going through a lot of challenges because of you. That was what Paul was saying. And then he says, and the time of my departure is at hand. He he knew that, I mean, I don't know how many people, how many of us Christians... Who can comfortably just say, the time of my departure is at You just call your family and say, well, see you, see you. The time of my departure is at hand. Hey, say hello. God forbid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to just say this, forgive me. Some time ago, I, I, was, I had this severe pain. So much pain. And I actually thought that the time of my departure was at hand. And I told my wife, I said, look, this pain. And I remember the devil led me to remember what they taught us in the medical school. How it is that right-handed shoulder pain, I'll be left-handed shoulder pain, was a serious matter. And I told my wife, look, see you, see you, see you. I didn't know that I had so much caused trouble in her. And she became so worried. What did I know? Suddenly, daddy called me and says, what did you tell your wife? Hey. You know, so that was when I realized that, okay, but 
The honest truth is that we must also know this. People don't die because they have been so sick. People don't die because they have been so sick. And people don't live because they have been so alive and so healthy. Forget about the alkaline water that is in the market and everybody is buying it and they want to live forever. If you want to live, this is life. Ask about alkaline water in case somebody has a factory of it here. You know, patronize them. Bye, bye. But that's not the source of life. Neither is illness <laughs> necessarily going to lead to death. Not necessarily. So I just, I mean, I encourage myself in the Lord like David. And I asked for forgiveness. Both from her and from daddy. Said I will not do it again. <laughs> and I will not die. Now, I will fulfill my purpose. Thank you very much, ma. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, that was what Paul was saying. He now said, I have fought the good fight. There are fights to be fought. It is not the fight that you fight against your wife. That's not the good fight. It is not the fight of an uh, azane. You want to, you want to struggle to, you know, you are fighting for land, you're fighting for, that's not the fight Paul is talking about. It is the fight of faith that no, no matter what happens, I hold on to the Lord. I will not let go of the Lord. He says, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. But you see, at this time that Paul was saying this, he wasn't dying, no. He wasn't dying. But he had the confidence. You know, many times we say, that it, ah, is it possible for somebody to live a holy life? Ah, it's not possible. It's only Jesus that can live a holy life. But Paul was so confident to say, I have finished the race. What is left is the crown. And look at it now. This is now where the testimony is. How is it a testimony? He was talking about somebody and he began to give you the, 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 the qualification of that person. He says, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. Which who? The Lord. The what again? The righteous judge. So the testimony is that I am going through travails. It hasn't been easy in this year and this season. But there is a righteous judge. I cannot touch the crown physically now, but I can feel it in the spiritual realm. That was what Paul was saying. He says, he will give it to me on that day. And not only me, but to all who, who love his appearing. Praise the Lord. You know, looking at, looking critically again, you begin to realize that a testimony actually has four parts. There are four parts to a testimony. I'll quickly just call them out. Number one is that there is a challenge, usually. You can call it parts, you can call it characteristics, you can call it um, whatever you want to call it. There is a challenge. And the challenge comes in diverse ways as we, we, I mean, if you read the story of Paul and his travails, you, you will know that he also came in diverse ways. It could be unforgiveness. It could be illness. It could be the economic situation. I, and this one is the one that is eating deep into the church. The economic situation, it is biting hard. 
And so when you go to an office where a Christian brother is, you tell him, please, can you just help me do this or do that, which is his duty. They are breakfast. And so he said, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You know, those days when we were growing up, when a priest says, God bless you, hey, but now tell somebody, God bless you. They will begin to quote James for you. The, the book of James, uh, that uh, somebody is hungry or because they do not, they cannot feel it. They cannot touch the test. They cannot touch that which God has done already. And you know, I also like to tell brethren that it is not, you know, it is not every gathering. It is not every, it is not every testimony that you tell to um, that you tell in a crowd where you have unbelievers. Or testimony in the house of the Lord. I realized that because you know I was telling somebody some time ago, I said, Look, I bought a land some time ago. And that land I left it. I didn't even go there until about five years later. I now went there and realized that somebody had they had taken the land, part of it had been taken. And I was, immediately, what I wanted to do was, ah, I, I remember that I had a lot of lawyers. They, they, the devil will begin to reel out names for you. I remember that book, as a geophore. Where are they? I began to remember them. And then I remembered my own siblings too. And I, I know that they will, even if they will charge me, it is very, very little. But that night, the Lord woke me up and said, the one that is remaining, go and fence it and leave it. And I began to wonder why the Lord would tell me. I thought the Lord was talking about you taking your possession, your inheritance, your fight for it. And the, the, the Lord opened my eyes again. He said, look, Old Testament, the land of Canaan, the land of Canaan. But until we realize that there is yet another Jerusalem on high, some of these things became, I mean, secondary. And I just thanked the Lord. I, I told my wife, and thank God, she said, yeah, no problem, let's just go and And that was what I did. But when I told it to that brother, or that person, he said, what? Hey! So, because if you tell them, there are some testimonies you tell them. I hope I'm not using too much evil language that uh, some people will not understand. So it's not every testimony that you tell unbelievers. There are some that they will not, they will not understand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But our people have come to hold on to material things so much that we are no longer able to realize, like Paul was saying, that there is another, there is a crown waiting for us. When last did you hear that song? Go 
galanya ni memo agumo galanya ni mechineke galanya ni galanya na abuja galanya na lagos galanya na leki that's what people sing now do you hear people sing it again? Because nobody believes again that Naiwa Galanya ni mechineke. No one will ever say neje. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you something. You know, I, I'm taking some time to talk about this, um, this, um, these challenges. That the economic situation has brought. It is the undoing of many Christians. But I want to tell you something for sure. You see, once the Lord has desired to give you something, I tell you the truth, he will give it to you. <laughs> Do you believe it? He will give it to you. You don't need to sweat about it. You know, someone told me recently, he said, Ah, Doc, I treated him, you know, our treatments take some years, maybe three years, four years for orthodontic treatment. So after the treatment, he was so happy and he came to me and said, Doc, please send me your account number that I, I want to just appreciate you. I said, okay, no problem, brother, you don't need to bother. He said, please send it, please send it. Later he sent a text message. I didn't send it. My spirit did not agree that I should send, so I didn't send it. So I just, I just rested. You see, but, I mean, that was the end of it. You know why? Because it was not, it was, the Lord had not planned it to come to me. About four years ago, somebody wanted to give me a goat. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the person he gave the goat to didn't know my house. He went and, kept the, and took the goat to another person's house. <laughs> so he took the goat to another person's house. Another person he took the goat to. Said thank you, thank you. Oh, so they told you to bring the goat to my house. They said yes. Oh, thank you. Please thank them for me. me meanwhile, the person did. I don't know how it happened. The person never knew that I didn't get the goat. Me, I didn't even know that there was a goat to be gotten. I didn't know. How would I know? So I continued to live my life, you know, until about four months later. The person now told the driver, "I want to go to Reverend Doctor KK's house." Come and take me there. He said, okay, no problem. As they were going, the person was now driving to that other person's house. He said, no, this is not Reverend Dr. KK's house now. He said, this is it. That's where I dropped that goat that day. He said, no. <laughs> so the person now called me and said, ah, there was a, a goat that was meant. I said, I didn't know now. Okay, either way, don't, don't worry. It's okay. I mean, I'm sure God has given it to the person who had more need for it at that time. But do you know what? That same evening, a goat came. Is it a, what do goats do? Do they back or they bleed or they? A goat came to my compound and they said they have brought the goat. So it, 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 you don't have to fret over the things that the Lord wants to give to you. You don't have to swear. You don't have to. No skin pain. No skin pain. It will come to you. Praise the Lord. So I said the first thing, the first component, remember I said it is challenge, that there is a challenge. When there is a testimony, you must have a challenge. The second thing is that you will have a, there will be a helper before a testimony can be complete. You will have a challenge and then you will have a helper. 
And our helper is Jesus. Our helper is the Holy Spirit. Our helper is the word of God. You know, Jesus, when he was living, he told his disciples, I am going quite all right, but I will send you another helper. Praise the Lord. And then the third thing, the third component, is that there will be an overcomer. That is you and I. You and I. We will overcome. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. Someday. You know that song? I know thee in my heart. I do believe that we shall overcome. So we will overcome. So that's the third component of every testimony. And you know, the way I like to look at that word overcome is that when you overcome, you come over. So you just turn it the other way. When you overcome, you have come over. You have come over. You have jumped. All the challenges you have, you have overcome them. And you are on the other side, receiving the crown. And then the fourth thing, the fourth component of a testimony is the reward. That's a reward. That's a reward. And that reward is what we now come to begin to testify. But the Lord now blessed me with this. The Lord now kept me through the year. The Lord now kept me faithful until I received the crown of righteousness. That's the reward. Hallelujah. And testimonies will always end with thanksgiving. And that's why today is Thanksgiving Day. Because there are certain things, many things that we have overcome. And so we are thanking God for enabling us to overcome them. Hallelujah. Angels also testify. Interestingly, Revelation chapter 7 verse 12. It says, all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessings and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God. He's their God. I, I, I thought that God was just God to the angels. I didn't know he was also their God. In other words, he has also done some things for them and continues to do. I don't know what those things are. Don't ask me. But the angels themselves have confessed. Praise the Lord. Jesus also gave his own testimony. When he said, in John chapter 17, verse 4. He said, I have finished the work. Just like Paul was saying. I have finished the work. In verse 11, he says, I am no longer in the world. Even though he was still in the world, he was saying, I am no longer in the world. But Father, please keep these ones who you give to me because they are still in the world. And in verse 25, what does he say? He says, Oh, righteous Father. Just like Paul. And I think Paul actually took these words from Jesus. He says, Oh, righteous Father. I know that when I die, you will not leave me in the grave. Oh, righteous father. That was Jesus' testimony. David had his own testimony too. David says that, yes, so I have been young, but now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Or even his children. Make bread. Hallelujah. Lazarus. 
Not Lazarus the beggar, but Lazarus the brother of Mary and Martha. When he was raised from the dead, what happened? He went about also testifying about Christ. To the extent that they wanted to catch him and kill him. You must die. Stop testifying. Because people were getting to believe in Jesus on account of his testimonies. Just like the woman in John chapter 4, the Samaritan, who also went about testifying of what God has done. And so that is what testimonies do. When you say, this is what God has done for me, somebody who wanted to turn away before from God will say, oh, so this miracle still happens. Ah, uh, I will not go. To who do I go to if I leave the Lord? Praise the Lord. And then Samuel also gave his own testimony. You might not, you might not quite look at it like a clear testimony, but it is. Let's look at it. First Samuel chapter 12. First Samuel chapter 12. First Samuel chapter 12, verses 3 and 4. If you find it, read. Okay, let me read. First Samuel chapter 12, 3 and 4. Samuel was saying, Here I am, witness against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken or whose donkey have I taken or whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed or from whose hand have I received any bribe? With which to blind my eyes, I will restore it to you. And they said, You have not cheated us or oppressed us, nor have you taken anything from any man. You see, the people gave him a testimonial. Now look at his own testimonial of the Lord. Verses, um, verses 6 and 7. I read. Then Samuel said to the people, It is the Lord who raised up Moses and Aaron and who brought your fathers up from the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still that I may reason with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous acts of the Lord which he did to you and your fathers. So he says, it is the Lord. It is the Lord. It is the Lord. Hallelujah. Then, just as we begin to prepare to round off, Luke chapter 10, 17 to 20. Luke chapter 10, 17 to 20. says, Jesus had sent out his disciples, the 70, to go, and then they returned. And when they returned, see what they said. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. Nevertheless, do not rejoice that I have saved you from the accident only. Don't just rejoice in that only. Nevertheless, don't rejoice alone that I have hailed you. Nevertheless, don't rejoice alone that I have given you a brand new car. Don't rejoice alone that you now have children. He says, rejoice instead because your names are written where? In heaven. So with all of the testimonies and we are rejoicing and we are happy, 
very good. But if eventually we do not rejoice at the end, because we are going to come over, then it is all not worth it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you also look at Luke chapter 9, verse 62, you will also see someone came to Jesus and said, I want to follow you. And Jesus said to him, look, no one, okay, no, he said to Jesus, I want to follow you, but first let me go and um, tidy my house, tidy things around, settle things before I come to follow you. And Jesus said to him, he said, no one having put his hand on the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. You know, I began to look at this word, think about it. No one is, the person is not fit for the kingdom. But that's some sort of good news because it didn't say that the person will not get to the kingdom. The person is just not fit for the kingdom at that point in time. And he is able to make us fit for the kingdom. He is able to make us come over and receive the crown of glory. And I don't know if you are here today, you are not sure that when it is time to come over, that you will not, you are not sure that you will go over to the side of the Lord. Today is another day. Let us pray. Yakute Jesus, Analodo Nahuaya Kosi Rayoso to Jesus. Shall we just see your hand? Father, we give you thanks. We worship you, O Lord, because of all the numerous works you have done in our lives and in the lives of our families. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the testimonies you have put on our lips. Thank you, Lord, because besides these earthly testimonies we are given, thank you because we are sure that there is a crown waiting for us when we come over. Give us grace, O Lord, to run our race, O God. With you in mind at all times. In the name of Jesus. And if you want to give your life to Christ today. Just say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus. I thank you. More so in this season. That you came and died for me. I declare that I am a sinner. I confess my sins now. And I ask you to come into my life.
give me your Holy Spirit that I may live for you and testify of your goodness in the land of the living. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you once again, O Lord, for your grace and your enablement. Thank you that through the remaining days of this year, Lord, you will yet give us greater testimonies. For we truly belong to you all the time and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.